0: Hi Mosaic, Uh, welcome back. It is good to see you again and through a series of events that I won't try to explain here. uh, I am in my garage. Uh, Happy Father's Day um, to all of the dads out there and uh, I don't know, maybe I'm just trying to do the most gross, stereotypical thing that I can do and preach father's day weekend from my garage (laughs) Uh, funny story actually so i'm not a garage guy Um, i'm not a home repair do-it-yourself guy Um, typically things don't turn out good when i step into those kind of things i do like having uh, someone with me who knows what they're doing there's probably even a lot of women out there who know more than i do when it comes to home repair stuff but my father-in-law was here last week and uh, i had the opportunity to step into a disorienting experience of renovating a basement room in our house through the help of my father-in-law and i am so glad that i stepped into that disorienting experience um, because it turned out to be beautiful and uh, my two daughters who have been sharing a bedroom for the last 10 years Uh, Each have their own room now, which is a wonderful thing, given their age difference. Uh, So I only share that because we're going to be speaking this morning about stepping into disorienting experiences, and in particular, uh, stepping into the disorienting experience of following Jesus. Uh, It's also interesting, you know, being here in my garage, let me just share this. Last week, uh, I was um, interacting with a friend of mine, um, another guy friend, and he had shared a word of affirmation with me. And the word of affirmation was simply this, uh, your beauty will be adored. And he was just taking a moment and sharing with me how he has seen the beauty that my life has brought. And those aren't words of affirmation that guys typically share with each other. And I, will, I am so grateful uh, that he shared those words with me. Your beauty will be adored. That, uh, he took an opportunity to just notice the beauty that my life brings in the world and to say thank you for sharing that. So, um, men all across Mosaic, thank you for the beauty that you bring into the world in all kinds of various ways. Uh, I want you if, you, if you will, just for a moment, um, let's imagine a situation together, just kind of thinking about disorienting experiences. And imagine that you have a favorite establishment uh, that you like to go to. Uh, Maybe there's a favorite dish that's there or a favorite beverage that you enjoy. And you've worked hard at establishing a relationship with the owner, and the owner has established a relationship with you. And so typically, when you show up at this establishment, there is a table uh, that's empty waiting for you and your guests, in which you have the privilege... Uh, of being in that place and just having um, your desires met. And imagine after a long history of this kind of setup, uh, you walk into the establishment one night with a few of your guests, people of your choosing, and you discover that there at your table are seated some people that you don't know. And the owner has allowed this and made this possible Uh, And at first glance, it appears that these guests that are sitting at your table uh, are a little different than you. In fact, perhaps one or two of them are quite different than you. Um, You actually might despise these people a little bit. Of course, there at the table, there's still a few empty seats uh, for you and your guests to join Imagine how disorienting that experience would be. This, this privilege that you had, this arrangement that you had, has suddenly um, been kind of upended. And the privilege that you were enjoying, you're suddenly realizing, wait a minute, the owner of the establishment now wants to share this privilege with others and create something new. Now, the reason I share this mosaic is because As we're walking through the letter of Romans backwards, what we're seeing is the context to whom this letter is being written is dealing with issues of privilege. And in particular, there are the weak, those non Gentiles, Jews who are living in Rome, so they're not on their home turf. But they're striving to hold on to the last ounce of privilege that they have. And the privilege that they've had is they were God's elect. They were God's chosen. Uh, To them was given the covenants. To them was given the law. And they had strived to keep the law. And so through their striving, they had shown themselves that, that we have privilege in everything that God is doing in the world But now in this new human family that's being created in the midst of the vast empire of the Roman Empire, you have now the strong Gentiles who have been welcomed into this thing that God is doing in Christ, and they haven't had the law. Uh, They haven't had to keep the law, nor are they really interested in keeping the law. They're most interested in following Jesus. Uh, in embodying his way of life, knowing that in his life is forgiveness of sin and the opportunity uh, for peace to be cultivated in the midst of the empire. And so there's this tension that's coming. And so As Paul's writing this letter to this group of people, to these five house churches in Rome, you can imagine the the weak and the strong sitting in these living rooms together as Phoebe, the woman who uh, the Apostle Paul had entrusted to read this letter, they're hearing these words and they're having to deal with all of this. And in particular, in Romans chapter 9 through 11, which is where we're at now, we're exploring the context of all that's going on here. Because the weak, the non-Gentiles, the Jews, are striving to hold on to the last ounce of privilege that they have. And Paul wants to speak specifically to them, especially in Romans chapters 9 and 10. And so basically in Romans chapter 9, Paul is just letting them know that, look, to my fellow Israelites, God works in surprising ways. God works in surprising ways, and surprises can be incredibly disorienting, right? Maybe you've had that experience where uh, you walked into a surprise party that was thrown for you, and all of a sudden you walk through the door and the lights turn on and the voices are shouting. you surprise!" and maybe some of you, you want to just run the other way. Uh, Maybe if you're like me, you're like, okay, I want to step into this, but it's just this incredible disorienting experience, and you just need a moment to process it. Uh, because all of the security and comfort that you were feeling like, whoa, hold on, what's going on here? And in Romans chapter 9, basically, Paul is saying, look, my fellow Israelites, God works in surprising ways. And then in Romans chapter 10, verse 4, Paul makes this summary statement to the weak. And in Romans ten four, the Apostle Paul writes this, For Christ is the end of the law so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. For Christ is the end of the law. That word end is the Greek word telos. Carries a sense of a a meaning of culmination or completion. Christ is the culminating completion of the law. All that God desired for his people, Israel, Christ has brought it to a culminating completion. And his life, death, and resurrection has produced a righteousness that is now available to everyone, Jew and Gentile, for everyone who believes. What Paul wants these week, the Jews who are striving to hold on to whatever last ounces of privilege that they can. Because isn't that just in our human DNA to try to find whatever privilege we can over people to just give us a little bit of an advantage? Paul wants them to understand, look, in this, in this thing that God is doing in the world now through Christ, in this new creation that, that God is bringing about through Jesus, this King, There is no room for privilege in the midst of this thing that God is doing. And this is incredibly difficult for the weak. It's incredibly disorienting for them to know that they are being invited to let go of any little ounce of privilege that they're striving to hold on to. And this is why, this is why when you take seriously to heed the call of Jesus on your life, you are going to experience disorientation in many kinds of ways. In fact, Mosaic, I would go so far to say that if you're not experiencing disorientation in just the way that you're experiencing life around you on somewhat of a regular basis... You might want to consider whether Jesus is truly Lord of your life or if he's just a tool that you're trying to place in your tool belt. People would always interact with Jesus. And through his words, through his stories, through his parables, they would walk away with this disorientation of, oh man, I think I'm being called into something brand new. I think I'm being called into letting go of whatever last ounce of privilege or power I'm trying to hold on to. People were regularly being invited into a self-emptying, a self-giving kind of love in life. And This is why Jesus is such a stumbling block. He was such a stumbling block to these Jews, but even in today's world, he's still a stumbling block because how many of us really, truly, want to empty ourselves fully of privilege and power. This is why Paul writes to the weak, to the Jews in Romans chapter 9, starting in verse 30. What then are we to say? Gentiles who did not strive for righteousness have attained it. That is righteousness through faith. But Israel, who did strive for the righteousness that is based on the law, did not succeed in fulfilling the law. Why not? Because they did not strive for it on the basis of faith, but as if it were based on works. They have stumbled over the stumbling stone. As it is written, See, I am laying in Zion a stone that will make people stumble, a rock that will make them fall, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. The weak, the Jews They were holding on to the boundary markers that they have established for themselves and the boundary markers were simply this we've striven to keep the law you haven't therefore we have privilege in this world all around us mosaic I don't know for us that's not our story but I know that we all in some ways put up boundary markers to elevate ourselves to protect ourselves from others who may take advantage of us or the system around us. And we put up those boundary markers and Jesus is asking us to remove those boundary markers. But Jesus is often a stumbling block, a stone that we trip over because to truly follow Jesus into a self-emptying, self-giving life of love is an incredibly disorienting experience. One of the things that I love about this passage, Romans chapter 10, Paul writes these words. He says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how are they to call on one in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in one of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone to proclaim him? And how are they to proclaim him unless they are sent As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. The Apostle Paul wants these weak and the strong who are sitting here hearing this letter being read by Phoebe to know you have an incredible opportunity before you to be a people who have beautiful feet carrying good news. I have to laugh at the irony of the metaphor being used of beautiful feet, Most feet that I encounter aren't that beautiful. It's probably because when I look at my own feet, I'm a little detested. I have this fourth toe. It's kind of an evil little beast that just kinda, it's like this stub that's there that sinks lower than all the rest. Okay, enough said. But nonetheless, what Paul is helping these weak understand is that when you truly allow yourself to be led into the disorientation, of having whatever ounces of privilege you're trying to hold on to in your relationships with others. Even though it's incredibly disorienting that when you allow yourself to be led there by King Jesus, you become a messenger of beautiful feet, bringing good news to the world around you. Jose, I think about this season that we're in right now. And in particular, look, the reality is we're, we're a white church. We're a white church. And this is a beautiful opportunity for us to let go of whatever ounces of privilege that maybe we're still trying to hold on to and to truly elevate black voices, to truly lean in and listen, to experience a disorientation in order to cultivate the good work that God is going to bring about in the world through all of this that's happening. We have an opportunity to be a people of beautiful feet, bringing good news that, hey, we're here, we're listening, we're ready to be disoriented, we're ready to embrace the new thing that needs to happen. Mosaic, whether it's something that's happening right now like that, such a main headline in our world, or maybe it's something else right now in your life where you're just experiencing a disorientation. You know that God is asking you to lay down whatever ounce of privilege and power that you're trying to hold on to over someone else, over another group of people. I wonder, what, what still needs to be disoriented in you? What does God need to untangle you from? In order to truly give your allegiance to Jesus the King, what do you need to be untangled from? Maybe you need to be untangled from some type of ideology that's at work in your life. Maybe you need to be untangled from an unhealthy allegiance to a nation or an empire around you so that you can truly embrace the working of the kingdom of God in your midst. Maybe you need to be untangled from some unhealthy practice that's at work in your life and you know that through that practice, somehow you're still trying to hold on to some ounces of privilege and power. Mosaic, will we allow ourselves to truly just Say, okay, let me be disoriented. Allow ourselves to get good and lost because as we get good and lost, that's when we truly allow ourselves to be found by the grace of God given to us so freely in and through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. And we'll be talking a lot more about this as we continue our backwards walk through Romans But in particular today, we just wanted to enter into this story, understand more of what these these weak are experiencing and how the Apostle Paul is addressing them and inviting them into the disorienting experience of following King Jesus, that they would truly lay down and let go of whatever privilege and power they're trying to hold on to, realizing that until they do that, they can't step in to the new beautiful work of restoration and renewal that God is bringing about in the world. Mosaic, grace and peace to you.